in this final session, I want to speak on church growth. Church growth. I believe that churches must grow. And it is God's will that churches should grow. Since we have limited time, I will just be touching on key issues. But first of all, when we talk of church growth, we are looking at four aspects. Church growth can be dissected or divided into four parts. Number one, numerical growth. Numerical growth. It is God's will that churches should increase in number. That is, if you have 20 people, the will of God is that that number should grow to 40, 60, 80, 200, 300, 600, 1,000. Is it making sense? Yes. Numerical growth. If we are 200 this Sunday, next Sunday we should not be 120. And then the other week, 220. Then the other week, 170. No. The membership and the attendance should keep on growing and increasing. Is it making sense? That's numerical growth. But also, if a ministry has 20 branches. God's will is that the number of branches should also be increasing. From 20 to 40 branches to 200 branches 700 2,000 Is it making sense? That's numerical growth. When you read your Bible, you see that the ministry of Jesus was associated with multitudes. Yes, multitudes. Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 2. Matthew chapter 13. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. And Great multitudes were gathered together to him. 
Ndipo siku lomwe Yesu adaturuka nyumba ndipo adakala pambali pa nyanja makulu anthu adasonkana mamzungulira. Great multitudes. Makulu akulu Great multitudes. Makulu akulu. Great multitudes. Unyinji wa ukulu. There were many people. Padali antwambiri. Who were gathered to hear Jesus speak the word. Amenada mtonkana mamzungulira Yesu kuti amumve kama yakulu. That's the will of God. Number two. Number two. Uh, church growth. Also can be looked at in terms of financial growth. Financial growth. If the church income is Five hundred thousand per month. That income must grow. Must increase. Is it making sense? You can't remain at five hundred thousand for three years. And sometimes the five hundred thousand is becoming three hundred thousand. Maybe because some members have left. Or they have been transferred to another town or to Blantyre. No. The finances of the church must increase. Must grow. So that is what we call financial growth. Number three. Church growth can also be looked at in terms of infrastructure growth. Infrastructure growth. So we are talking about buildings. Yes, we may start the church, for example, from a rented place. But we should never rent forever. You know, some people, it's like they made a covenant with renting. No, no, no. no. We must fight against renting. Hallelujah. Amen. Over lunch hour, I went to visit Bishop's place. Yes. They used to rent somewhere here. This way or this way? This way. Yes. I came to preach at their place, a rented place. But one day, he said, no, we are buying land. We cannot continue renting. And they bought the land. And then he said, we are moving to the land. Can you come? I came to preach. And he said, we are putting up a temporary shelter. I said, that is the way to go. It's better to be in a shelter at your plot than to be in a beautifully Built rented house. Hmm? Is it making sense? 
I, I want to preach in a way that you can understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Amen. It's better to live in your own unfinished house than to live in a beautifully furnished and finished house that is not yours. It may have curtains in the windows, but it is your house. It's better. It's better. And before we close, I will be praying that God will give us grace to build churches, our own houses. Yes. A minister must be a dignified person. Yes. It's not a mistake to be a minister of God. It is not a mistake. Yes. To be a minister of God. So we are talking about infrastructural growth. You may start with no building. But you move to own building. Is it making sense? And you will be moving to your own building. Those of us who don't have buildings, we will release grace to build. I said we will release grace to build. In the name of Jesus. Number four. When we talk of church growth, we are talking about growing in influence. Growing in influence. So there is a dimension of growth that has to do with the influence of the church. The influence of the church. So when you mention a church, almost everywhere in the country, they know it. So for example, if you mention living waters church, very few people will say, I don't know which church is that. I don't, I'm not sure. Very few people. Or assemblies of God. Assemblies of God. Is it making sense? Growing in what? Influence. In the level of impact of the church. In Acts chapter 5, verse number 28, the apostles were accused of filling Jerusalem with their doctrine. They said you have filled the whole place with your doctrine. Everyone is talking about you. Everyone is talking about you. What kind of people are you? They had grown in influence. They had grown in influence. 
you can't be in Kasungu here. Sumba kali kuna Kasungu 5 years. Zaka 5. 7 years. Zaka 7. 12 years. Zaka 12. And then I come here. And I ask people. Wafu sana. Do you know this church? Kodi mpingo uuma odiwa. And pastor Soso. Ndabu saku ndakwata. And people don't know. Ah, yeah, mimi ndo nda chilendo sio. They are the minimum. Mada a bishop and that. You need to be arrested. I said you need to be arrested. What are you doing? Just eating in sima. Wasting God's oxygen. No. When I, I ask at least five people, the three of them should be telling me, "Did I mean it wrong?" Yes, yes. Then we know that you are having influence and impact in the land. Is it making sense here? Hallelujah. Amen. But. In our discussion today, I want us to focus on numerical growth. Maybe next time we'll talk about financial growth. But let's talk about numerical growth. Because it's a big problem for so many churches in Malawi. Churches start but you see that the people that are in the church there are only 46. And the church has been around for 8 years. The number of members 125 Mamembala 125 in a town that has got thousands of people Mutao ni menamuli mazana mazana wa watu It's a mistake Ndijola kuika kwambi It's not supposed to be like that Siku yenena kukaleta encouragement I believe that every church represented here Ndikupira kuti mpingo uliwonso menuli pa can have 1000 members every Sunday Kuti lamu nguru wose kuzokalima member wa Southside Yes. Every church. Here. Can have 1000 people gathered on Sunday morning. Why? Because how many people are in Kasungu? Kasungu just not the whole district but Kasungu township. Close to 80000. Eh? Or maybe 80,000 may be exaggerated. Even if we said, for example, if we said 10,000. Yes. 10,000. Why should you have 50? From the 10,000. You see, 10,000 people. Let's say there are 10,000. Yes, let's be modest. Let's not talk about 80. Let's talk about 10,000. 
your own out of the 10,000 you have chosen to have 50. And out of 50, 17 are children. Five are witches and wizards. So the real members that you have that you can really depend on. <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? I'm deliberately saying this to make you spiritually angry. Yes. You must be angry in your heart. For not doing enough for Jesus. For not doing enough for the kingdom of God. Somebody shout, I will do more. I will do more. Is it making sense here? Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So, what are the keys for church growth? It's a quick listing. What are the keys for church growth? Number one, vision. Without a vision, people perish. Proverbs 29 verse 18. A pastor who wants the church to grow must have a vision for church growth. In Genesis chapter 13, Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 15. Genesis chapter 13, Genesis chapter 13, verses 14 to 15. Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15. Verses 1 to 6. Genesis 15. Verses 1 to 6. I'm repeating the verses so everyone can capture them. Hallelujah. Now, in those passages, we see something very, very important that God is doing with Abraham. In Genesis chapter 13, Genesis chapter 13, God spoke to Abraham. He said, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Northward, Look northward. Look southward. Look eastward. Look westward. And he said, All this land, as far as your eyes can see, I have given to you. What God gives is what you are able to see. So a pastor, must see the church growing. Must see the members increasing from one level, one figure to a higher level. See it with the eyes of your imagination. In Genesis chapter 11, Genesis chapter 11, verse number 6, Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. Verse number 6. God said. These people. What they have imagined. No one will stop it. 
Can you imagine? God is saying what these people have imagined. No one will stop it. No one will prevent it from happening. So you as a pastor must envision the growth of the church. Imagine yourself preaching to more people on Sunday. Don't have an empty heart. Don't have an empty heart. An empty heart. A heart that is not yearning for the growth of eternity. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Genesis 15 that I gave you. Genesis 15. God appeared to Abraham in the night. He took him out of the tent. Most of us are still inside the tent. We are just focusing on our 17 members. That's why even the preaching is dull and cold. And useless. Because in your mind, it's like I'm only preaching to 17 people. I came to take you out of the tent. Yes. yes. Because God took Abraham outside the tent. He said, My friend, come. And he took him outside the tent. And he said, now, look to the sky. And count the stars. If you can count them. He says, that is how numerous your children are going to be. The principle of vision. The principle of sight. In the kingdom of God, size is a product of sight. Say that again. In the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. Come on. In the kingdom of God. Sight. Determines size. Is it making sense? Size is a product of sight. How big Abraham's land was depended or was contingent on how far his eyes could see. What are you seeing about your ministry? What are you seeing about the church? Where do you see the membership six months from now? You need to have a growth vision for that church. Hallelujah. Amen. God helped Abraham. To look at the stars. In order to change his mentality. Because he was complaining. You have blessed me. But you have not given me children. I remain children. Look, look, my friend, come out. You are complaining because you are inside the tent. Come out. Come 
the stars. Are you able to count them? I hear Abraham saying, I can't count them, there are too many. And God said, that is how your children are going to be. And in verse number 6, Genesis 15 verse 6, the Bible says, Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God. What is your current membership? Where do you want it to be six months from now? Write it down. In your bedroom. Put it on the wall. 500 members. By June 2024. Every day you enter the house. Let it be there. In your toilet. Put another 500. In the ceiling of your house. Put another 500. On the headboard of your bed. Write another 500. Let it enter here. Let it be imprinted in your heart. Is it making sense? Vision. For growth. That is the point I'm making. You must have it in your head. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number two. Number two. Keys for church growth. Prayer. No church grows without prayers. Every praying church will end up growing. Prayer is vital to church growth anywhere in the world. In Isaiah 66, verses 7 to 8, Isaiah 66, verses 7 to 8, God told us in that verse that we can birth a nation in one day through prayers. We can both a nation in one day through prayers. No church can grow without strong prayers. Because when we say that the church is growing in number, it means there are more people moving from the devil's kingdom into God's kingdom. And that is a game of spiritual offense. There are demons in every territory that will fight against the growth of that church your pastor. We used to silence the guests of hell. In Matthew chapter 16, chapter 16, verse 18, verse number 18, Matthew 16, verse 18, verse 18, Jesus said, I will build my church. Now, he should have stopped there. Yes, to say, I will build my church. Because that was the message. I'll build my church. But Jesus said more. He said, 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Why is Jesus talking about that? He is saying to you that yes, the church is going to be built. The church is going to grow. But it's not going to be easy. Because the gates of hell will oppose the advancement of the church. That explains why that church has not been growing. The guests of hell in Kasungu have been fighting against the growth of the church. Because the devil is always afraid of numbers. The fewer you are, the more comfortable he is. That is why you try to fight. But you are not at the mercy of the devil. The church must rise in prayer. And we must pray like never before. Can I tell you the truth? We are not praying enough. I said we are not praying enough. It is time to pray. I said it is time to pray. It is time to stop devil in Kasungu. I said that devil must be silenced here in Kasungu. Churches must grow. Churches must rise. Churches must expand. But for that to happen, we need to pray. I said for that to happen, we must pray. Listen. <laughs> Pastors, you may be seated. Thank you. Now, hear me. Pastors Abusa who delegate prayers have no future. Prayer must not be delegated. So many pastors are not praying. They are relying on prayer warriors. And these prayer warriors, so many of them have got a lot of marital problems, financial problems. So even when they gather to pray, their problems are too many. Their prayers are not working. And the pastor is just eating. Now we have my prayer. Well, I don't know. You know, different churches, they give them different names. Others, they just call them intercessors. Others, prayer band. Others, prayer warriors. I don't know what you call them at your church. These, these, these seven people that you are saying, these are now our intercessors. Even when you greet them, their voice shows that they are real intercessors. That's where the My friend, 
the church cannot survive on the prayers of just seven intercessors. We need prayers at several levels in the church. The pastor must pray. And the other pastors in the church and the heads of department, the key leaders, the church elders must have a platform to pray. We don't want church elders who are just executives. Just making noise in the church. Come on. That's not what we are talking about. We need church elders that are spiritual. That can stand with the man of God. That can stand with the apostle. That can stand with the bishop. That can stand with the senior pastor. Not only financially, but also in prayers. In prayers. In prayers. In fasting. In prayers. In fasting. For the church to move forward. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So we are talking about kingdom advancement prayers. Lord, grow this church. Any power in the atmosphere any power in our location here in Kasungu hindering the work of God we scatter it. You move around in the night to do prayer work. All demons hovering over Kasungu keeping churches small. Break apart. Get out of here. Leave. Leave. We chase you out of Kasungu. You are not permitted here. Get out. In the name of Jesus. And as you pray like that, you stand on Isaiah 5. Isaiah 5. Isaiah 5. Isaiah 5. Isaiah 5. Isaiah 5. Where the Bible says that the Lord shall whistle unto them. Yes. It says the Lord shall whistle unto them. Yes. The Lord because, you know, when a young guy is looking for a, a young lady and the lady is passing, you know, the, the guy will say, eh? so God says, he will do, when people hear the whistle, they shall from the ends of Kasungu, the ends of the earth. And then you begin to say, Holy Father, may you whistle to the non-believers of Kasungu, the families of Kasungu, the young men of Kasungu, the women of Kasungu, the men of Kasungu, whistle them. Let them hear your irresistible sound. Let them come. They are coming to this church. They are coming to this church. They are coming to this church. They are coming from.
from the north. They are coming from the south. They are coming from the east. Men are coming. Women are coming. Lawyers are coming. Accountants are coming. Business people are coming. Students are coming. Young people are coming. You can't pray like that for seven weeks. And the church remained the same. No, I don't know why I came. 
I was passing here. Then I felt something telling me. Branch. Branch to this church. <laughs> so when you pray this kind of prayer. God will be speaking to people in their dreams. Somebody woke up. In the dream, she remembered that in the dream, somebody was telling her, go to PICC. That's Pentecost International Christian Center, the church I pastor. Uh, which church is this? I've never heard about PICC. Started asking people, what is PICC? And then somebody gave her direction. She came. You can't pray this kind of prayer. And not have people come. And not have people come. Lord, you said you are going to whistle unto them. May you begin to whistle. Let them hear your whistle. And they are coming. Lord, they are coming. You begin to call them. You face north, they are coming from the north. You face south, you beckon them prophetically. Call them up. Call them up. Call them up. They will come to that church. I said they will come to that church. And we are going to practice it before we close. We are going to practice it. You will mention that church that you are pastor. Father, as you whistle unto them, let them come to Kasungu Living Waters Church. Let them come. Or you mention your own. You see. Tomorrow, they will appear. Tomorrow, they will begin to appear. Tomorrow, they will begin to show up. People you never anticipated. You know there are some people when they come, you want to change your message. You say, ah, Is it making sense? All right. Our time is not with us, so let's, let's finish. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Can you see the kind of praying that we are talking about? What else are we praying for? We are praying for souls to respond to the gospel. We are praying for souls to respond to the gospel that we are preaching. Because key number three of church growth. Number one is vision. Number two, prayer. Number three is evangelism. No fisherman catches fish from the bathtub. They go to the river. Luke 14, 23. Luke 14, verse 23. They go to the river. To the highways. To the, to the hedges. Because that is where sinners are found. 
Any church that does not evangelize is a church that will not grow. So winning must be taught in the church. Pastors, Abusa, let us not just teach about financial breakthrough. Let us teach in our church services on Sundays on evangelism. Every child of God is a soul winner. Every child of God must talk to people about their need for salvation found only in Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't evangelize, the church cannot grow. So it's a combination of factors. No one should tell you that church growth only requires one key. When you want to cook and simmer, there are many things that are needed. You need a pot. You need fire. You need flour. You need water. Am I right here? You need a cooking stick. You need chipande. You need mbale. Huh? So, there is, you see, life requires many things for it to succeed. So too, church growth. Church growth requires you to have a vision. Number two, it requires you to pray. Number three, requires you to win souls. So Evangelism door to door, you know it. Then you know, Acts 20, verse 20. Door to door, moving from house to house. There are crusades. We call it open air. You can do radio evangelism. Yes. We have a radio program. It's not cheap. We spend millions of money every month to be on several radio stations. Yes. It's, a, it's a strategy of evangelism. In our area 25 church, we have a pastor who used to be a Muslim. But he got saved through the radio ministry. The prayer that I pray with people at the end of the program to say, if you're not born again, follow me in this prayer now. He followed that prayer. And eventually, he followed where the church was. And he found us. Then we also do television. 
ministry. And this social media thing, Facebook, YouTube, please do something about it. We have thousands of people that have been blessed through these social media handles. Is it making sense? Your people, teach your people to use WhatsApp to invite people to church. Everyone must do social media evangelism. Yes. You must share your message that you are you, you, you have sent out, you have preached, they must share it with their friends. But for you, it's like, it's just these 20 people that come on Sunday. You think it is enough. No. It's not enough. Kasungu must be saved. And we are the ones that God is going to use. Somebody may come from somewhere. But they can only be with you for a day, two days, and three days they are gone. But you are the ministers on the ground. What are you doing to bring souls to Christ? They must come at all costs. They must be saved at all costs. Jesus said, compel them. Compel them. They must come. If they don't come today, go to them again tomorrow. Because they must come. Evangelism. So winning. Number four. Number four is what we call frangelism. Write that down. I'll explain it in English. Frangelism. Mm. No, say it in English. Frangelism. Yeah. I, I, I will explain what it means. There is evangelism. The inviting of the lost to Jesus. Frangelism. Frangelism. Frange is F R A. The frange the F R A. N N G G E E L I L I S M S M. Frangelism, isn't it? Frangelism. So it means friends. F stands for friends. The F you are telling R. Relatives. Abali. Relatives. Abali. A. A. Associates. And to all Peter now chido in the now. N. Anyo. Neighbors. My neighbor. So frangelism. The frangelism. Is the practice of inviting friends, relatives, associates. And neighbors to our church services. Because read your Bible. Philip did not preach to Nathanael. He only convinced him to come 
He said, we have found someone who seems to be the Messiah. Please come. Come and meet my pastor. My pastor is preaching on Sunday. Come. And Nathaniel said, where, where is your pastor from? And Philip said, Nazareth. Nazareth. And Nathaniel said, can anything good come from Nazareth? And then Philip said, come and see. John 1, 46. Come and see. He said, okay, let's give it a try. So he came. Now, he met with Jesus for the first time. And Jesus said to him, You are a true Jew in whom there is no deception. Ah. Nathanael said, How do you know me? We are meeting for the first time. What are you talking about? Jesus said, Yes, or that? Nathaniel, Nathaniel. Before Philip spoke to you, Philip was at the Where are you not sitting under a tree? What do you want to do? In the end, it's not a carabajani. That is how Philip stayed in, I mean, Nathaniel stayed in that ministry. Someone you may invite to church for the first time. And he comes here. LWC church service on Sunday tomorrow. Listen to me. Not knowing that maybe she is barren. And the prayer that the pastor, the bishop will pray is what will destroy the barren. There is no way Angasia Ubera is it making sense? Train the members to invite their friends, their relatives, their associates, their, that is classmates, workmates. And their neighbors come to church. Go with me to church. Go with me to church. So don't organize a big Sunday only for fundraising. You can organize big Sunday as a church growth strategy. We have big Sunday. Everyone must invite five people. On that day you see the church is packed. church. My members are five church Is it making sense? And that day, God may use you mightily. You discover that 
maybe 40% of the newcomers who decide to stay in the Am I talking sense here? Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is what we call frangelism or in gathering. In the Bible you also hear the term in gathering. In gathering. Usonkesa. Usonkesa. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. The meaning is don't have ordinary Sunday service. You know, you just mean like tomorrow people meeting. Please, what is it that you want God to do, you as a pastor, to the people that come on Sunday? What is it? That you want God to do for the people. Every service must have specific objectives. Specific areas of emphasis. You can even announce that this coming Sunday is a healing Sunday. So you pray throughout the week, Lord, heal the and who knows? There is going to be a miracle in that Sunday service that will announce the church all over the community. That is how the early church grew. In Acts chapter 9. Verse 32 to 35. There was one fellow called Enias. In Lida. In a place called Lida. 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 Just call it Lida. Lida. Exactly what I'm saying. It's not an English word. It, this is, this is <laughs> Greek. Lida. Lida. Is it making sense? Amen. A place called Lida. Right? Now, there was a, a man by the name Enias. Enias. Who was bedridden for eight years. And the people of two towns knew that the man was sick. People of Sharon. And people of Lida. And when Peter went there, he healed the man. He said, the Lord Jesus makes you well. And the man got out of bed. What? what? The Bible says the whole town of Lida, the whole town of Sharon, came to Jesus. So that brings me to key number four. Impact. Science, wonders, and miracles. Okay, maybe you don't like those terms. Testimonies. 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 Testimonies help to advertise the gospel. People 
want to be in a place where they, they know and believe their lives will change if they come. Testimonies. Testimonies. Signs, wonders, and miracles. I read you a verse that says great multitudes were in the ministry of Jesus. Why? The man was working miracles. Acts 2. Verse 22. He was working signs, wonders, and miracles. If people come to church, sick. I said, if people come to church, sick. They go back, sick. They will not invite their friends. It's true. And for example, there are so many churches now. For example, a that will have several branches in the city. Mm, there, is, there are churches like that. But because there is a pastor there who is doing something. Mm? Yes. Christian, can I tell you this? Christians are called what? Sheep. And sheep will go where the grass is what? Green. So every pastor must believe God for signs, wonders, and miracles. And can I tell you this? You are anointed enough to work miracles. I said you are anointed enough to work miracles. You are anointed enough to work miracles. You shall work miracles. You shall work miracles. You shall work miracles. I said you shall work miracles. I said you shall work miracles. I said you shall work miracles. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You shall work miracles. You shall work miracles. You shall work miracles. Somebody shout, I shall work miracles. Say that again, I shall work miracles. Tell those near you that you shall work miracles. Yes. Yes. 
believe God for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I said believe God for the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Come to church on Sunday fully charged. Yes, I like that. Say that again. Yes. 
You also see there the music department. The warfare department. Which is headed by Angel Michael. And then you have the 24 elders. Then you have the four living creatures. The department is and you see that everything is happening seamlessly. And then someone will come to the altar. Say that, eh, Hallelujah. I pressed him. That him be running in start. Church will remain like that. God is not that confused. There has to be order. Everyone must know in advance that they are playing a role next week on Sunday. Unless an emergency, the one who was assigned is not going to be available, then on a day like today, you call someone about what is happening tomorrow. That kind of administration is chaotic. It's chaotic. It doesn't work. And it cannot be entertained. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So good management. Good organization. Number one of the service. All our services must be properly managed. Of course, without stifling the move and the flow of the Holy Spirit. But it has to be ordered. It depends on how you start your services. If you start with intercession, there has to be a roster of who is doing what and which Sunday.
If you do a teaching on giving, who is going to do it? If you also allow testimonies, who is going to handle testimonies? If you welcome visitors, who is going to welcome visitors? Announcements, if it is not the secretary announcing, you appoint every now and then you appoint someone to do it. Who has been appointed? Everything must be done in an orderly fashion. Heaven is a place of order. And church must resemble heaven. Offerings. There has to be order in the handling of what? Offerings. For example, now place. In our ministry, it is not allowed for someone to get money from the offering you do that if you are a pastor you will be fired order Yes, because when Lucifer misbehaved in heaven, he, they fired him. They didn't give him a chance. They fired him. Order. All the money comes to church on Sunday must be taken to the bank the next banking day. If we have people with needs, then let's keep a float. Timothy float. Yes. Amen. Yes. In our ministry, I think it's now 200,000 where we are, where I am pastoring. 200,000 must be Cash must be readily available in case there are issues. That kind of and there are some churches. I hope I'm not offending you anyway. Immediately after I'm done here, I will be driving to the north. So but there are some churches. Once they collect the offering, it's the my busa who takes it. Sopo, demurungu, tonchu, amati mwambela jani, ndalama zake. Pakale kusiana, pakatiba ndalama ya mbusa, di ndalama ya jani, ya church. That is what we call order. 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 
And even where money is coming from the church. There has to be documentation. Documentation. Is it making sense? You don't know why you are struggling. You are not observing order. There is no order. Don't just say, you know, Muzianganila za maimbid with Vampingo Ban, Mamfambale, eh, Mufoto Gozelen, Mulembelen, Chito Anu, Yoyanganila za maimbid with the press team, Chito Anuti, one, two, three, four, five, Mamfa, eh, Fusani Mafus, Ah, Busabalibe Mafus, Mamfa, eh, Sainanab. Order. Dongosol. That is order. Dongosol. Don't just say, Mbale, you know, area in many Indian. Gaudi many in Dilanu, in the moon, and many moons, if I'm getting ready, a one is the end of the day, a Guadalajara, Musa, and Pemperele, Asaina, Saina, Baba, Saina. Is it making sense? Somebody shout, Order. Say that again, order. Order. Well, our time is up. Let's rise. That's how we are detailed.